0: Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Santos. Joined, as always, by the Mike Wazowski to my Sully P. Sullivan, it's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing?
1: Uh, I am scratching my chin hair. This oh. is chin hair.
0: Yeah, nice. And our very own Randall. That's right. It's Eric Rondebeck. Eric, how you doing? I guess. I guess I'll take The, the vocal chameleon.
2: Hey. The vocal sti- chameleon. He's the Steve very bu- good actor. The Buscemi, yeah. Always
0: watching. Yeah, it could have been that lady. Okay, so... <laughs> My was that—that's like every single sixth grader's favorite part of that movie. By the way, as a sixth grade teacher, can tell uh, I can tell you that for a fact. All right, the Seahawks last week. There's so much stuff to talk about uh, because this game was the game I think that every negative Nancy was waiting for. There's a there's a, a uh, it was the Russ bad game. And so there was like a there was like a circle of of Seahawks fans who just really cannot wait for something like this to happen, and here it is. It happened. Okay, the Seahawks played a pretty bad game, and um, I'm going to start with this, okay? Bef- going into this game, Russell Wilson had appeared in eight games when it rained at home. He had an 85.6 passer rating, eight interceptions, and five fumbles in those games. So, not great. And then this game, he added a 65.2 rating and another pick. Uh, it's just, it's a consistent trend with Russ, is he doesn't play great in the rain. That's just the way it is. Um Put and, a
1: retractable roof on the clink.
0: That's right. the answer. I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing they could do. Eric, are you for putting a roof on the clink? Absolutely
2: not. Uh, if, if you, <laughs> one, hey, you got to think of the price. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be ugly. It could be a tarp. Architecturally, you can't do it <laughs> it's to that big, building. <laughs> a big tarp that just drains onto the hawks. It's a
1: really big tarp.
2: That's right. Do uh, do what they, they want to have do in rain Oakland. Drain into Safeco. Didn't they want to? Don't they want to put a tarp for the roof of the Rays ballpark? That's never going to get built. So I'll say this: having uh, had season tickets, and anyone that goes to the games all the time, or frankly, if you watch them on TV, it really doesn't rain that much. It rains about once a year for the Seahawks.
0: Uh, hopefully, that's it Way for this year, it. right? So twenty since twenty twelve, he had eight games. So it's about one and a half times a year. You're right here. So
1: due to global warming, we can expect two this year.
0: Um, sure It's so trending know. up uh, I mean we all remember the Green Bay game <laughs> And a playoff game Like with the with the snow That Russ plays not as good in inclement weather It's just the way it is I think most players in general yeah, Don't think. play well in inclement weather Right It's just a reality Russ isn't weatherproof Is what I'm saying No I mean his pro football focus rating In this game was a 69 I don't think he played horrible All things considered He pushed quite a bit
1: um, I think that he was And his wide receiver core Did not play particularly well either
0: he went 14 for 23 uh, without pressure, and I think that the, the pressure did get to him in this game. And Maybe that's the, the, the knock-on effect of the weather is not that um, not that he uh, he's worse, but that the pressure actually affects him because he can't. Maybe his cleats don't grip the way he likes to, to move around in the pocket. Um, he's not able to, to get a lot behind those kind of magic passes where he, he kind of throws in weird arm angles and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure because the pressure stats were not great in this one. Uh, under pressure, 6 for 18 in this game. Uh, that's just, that's rough. And I mean, the only good, the really only the memorably good throw was the one where he threw it to Lockett and Lockett like fell forward into that catch, which yep. was a pretty incredible play, all things considered. But that's the only memorable under pressure play from the entire game.
1: And then he was 3 for 9 from deep and 3 for 8 in the middle throws. So his 10 plus and 20 plus yard throws that are really are the bread and butter of him. A three for nine is a horrible percentage for him. For you're him. More but like it's more like three for five. Three he for was basically an average for, deep ball thrower. For most people. And yeah. when you're the best deep ball thrower and you become average, you're losing a pretty sizable tool in your repertoire. Um, especially when you're trying to throw from behind at the end. Any
0: other Russ Russ thoughts before we move on to the offensive line, Eric? I thought they the they being the Ravens did a really good
2: job at shutting down the deep throws for Russ. And uh Tulley Lockett said it best after the game. He said that they kind of made us conform to throwing uh, to the short middle part of the field. And when they had to adjust, they couldn't do it. I think there are a lot of other factors that we'll go into. and um,
1: I also thought Russ used his legs well.
2: Yeah, there were things that, that really doomed us from the start. But that's all i got to say on the passing game.
1: All right, so the, uh, the, pa-
0: the passing game. Uh, let's talk about the pass blocking. Okay, there was a couple guys on Baltimore that just kind of went off in this game, and it, it's tough to see. But their linebackers—they brought—they um, had uh, Judon and Fort, both both had uh, lots Crazy of pressures, big games. Uh, really big games for them. And then their interior guys both had three pressures, which is which is on the guards, you know. So it's on Jamarco. That's on. That's on a uh, your, your boy Mike Iupati. Um So. Kevin, long-term, did, is this just a, a thing where we need to get fluke back, or is it the... Although, Iopati didn't give up any pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, it was just Jamarco gave up three, but I, I would say that Eupotti was was bang average in this game i thought he was
1: fine and i thought that again this is a case where i feel like a communication issue between a fetty and jones is getting disproportionately offloaded onto jones
0: i mean that side of the line was was rough yes. just in general it's it's tough like that's it's not good i
1: feel like from center to right tackle is not playing well right now mm-hmm. and i trust jones blocking more than i trust a fetty's so I mean, that have, might be lot. Of, i'm citing we have a way. lot of
0: experience with the fetty <laughs> and just in terms of like and he's definitely below he
1: average or worse um the it, other thing that i'll say ha- is a lot of judan and Ford's pressures were from overloading one side mm-hmm. and the uh the cut the blitz pickup not being adjusted correctly i think this is another one of those games going back to an old gripe of russell wilson not calling the pressure at the line of scrimmage, in a way that benefits himself.
0: Another thing too is that Carson like had a couple really clean misses and blocks. Yep, and they that were, didn't help. They were bad, and they put a lot of pressure on Russ. Both both of them were like not my not my favorite. Although he generally is a good blocker, so the rest of the game he was fine. But, but it the, was a couple of glaring misses. When you have two big misses like that, it can it can really uh, hurt. Oh,
1: and Luke Wilson pass blocking, why? Why is that a thing that we're asking him to do?
0: It's homecoming, man. He likes to try and impress people. because Hollister also is a garbage pass blocker. Okay,
1: then neither. Like, don't, you can't rely, I'd rather have... More Joey Hunt? Sure, I don't care. Like, there's not a worse answer than having Luke Wilson try and block a defensive end or even a decently sized linebacker. He is a, like, he is a flat, awful blocker. Yeah. We could
0: use that fullback that we have. He, he Anything you said about Jimmy Graham blocking is also true about Luke Wilson blocking. Like, I, I I think, think Luke Lu-
1: Wilson's a worse blocker than Jimmy Graham. I don't think so.
0: No, that's, that's too mean. Uh, but I do think... Luke Luke can bring something to the passing game, and so he definitely is deserving of the roster spot at this point. But it's like, but we don't have a redundant. We don't have a pass blocking tight end right now, and, and having him in Hollister, right? It's like we have Luke Wilson, and then we have worse Luke Wilson. And it's like I don't need Luke Wilson and worse Luke Wilson. I need like a guy who can go out there and win a win a block.
1: I'd like and, to see a deal for a guy who can block if we don't think um, Dixon's going to be back that soon.
0: And yeah, Dixon would be a huge boon because I think it just—that's a massive block. puts everyone right. into their better positions. Mm-hmm. Like Wilson can line up at left tight end and mostly run routes and do a good job, and then Dixon can either stay in or run a route or run a slip, and and then those those things it just will open up the offense a lot. It it makes the it makes it all make more sense. Um,
2: when we lost Disley, we kind of we didn't mention that this was going to be a reality for us, but it's definitely a thing, and it's not going to get better. Unless they bring someone in or two people get healthy, maybe they can put all uh, all Pro Tita and Joey Hunt.
0: All right, uh, really ho hum day from uh, from Chris Carson, uh, twenty one rushes, sixty five yards, only five first downs. I n- nothing exciting here. And long rush of nine yards. And
1: yeah, they bottled them up pretty good. It
0: really seemed like a day that we really needed uh, the kind of explosive dynacism that Rashad Penny gives us. And he just was not there, so it's it sucks that we spent this first round pick on a guy who is supposed to provide another element from Carson, right? Carson's the tank, and Chris, and then Rashad Penny is supposed to be like the sports car, right? Although I would say Carson's also sometimes a sports car, but he doesn't break a ton of big runs. it's okay? just not Carson's game. Uh, I. He, you know, he grinds out a bunch of eights and tens. Yeah, and Yeah, and it's hard for
1: Penny to prove that value when he's not on the field,
0: right? And then Penny can't do anything. Like Penny's not in this game, so it's, it didn't do anything. And I don't know, if... you know, was he a healthy scratch or was he was he an inactive? I
1: think he's still banged up. Yeah, and so still- they're they're hesitant to use him. Yeah,
0: and then I don't know, and then Russ. You know, this is a kind of game where we saw it on the other side of the football field, where a, a quarterback can make a huge difference with their feet because it's a lot harder to pass in the in the in the rain like that.
1: And Russ and, had a solid running game, but not a great running but game. I mean, he only
0: had three rushes, and yeah, he gets twenty-seven yards on those rushes. That's nine yards a rush. If he does that four more times, that's a big difference, and could be a big difference in this game, right? Because that's probably four more first downs. And so for me, it's just it was a little disappointing that they come in here. And, they do, and then that's what that game plan, you know, they don't, they don't use Russ to run. They don't have, they had one designed run that Russ kept. It's just, I don't well, know. And let's be honest, the, usage.
1: the interception, uh, Russ threw a lazy ball to the sideline and it got snagged and ran back. Uh, you could argue that JB should have come back to the ball, but the fact of the matter is that was a bad throw by Russ. And then you had Metcalf trying to do way too much and setting the ball down and that was returned and those were the backbreakers
0: yeah I was too bad to talk about receiving cuz I think this is a good time to talk about it those those two mistake plays I think just killed it, they both just killed any momentum that we were building at all and it's it sucks because and especially the 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 DK drop and that was basically the end of it. the game was, the game was already kind of trending towards we're not going to win but you know that was the, we had to have that drive
1: well and then and, the pick six Was a huge difference maker because that was us going down for a drive. Was that just before or just after the fourth down conversion scramble touchdown? I can't remember, but it it was was one of those things. It felt like it was was after because we
2: were up 13-6 at that point.
1: Uh, And it felt really important and it felt like it was our opportunity to kind of come back and put an answer together. And there was a bit of offensive rhythm and then... There was just that junk ball outside and it was a pick six and it was a huge, like you just felt the stadium deflate.
0: This is a huge rookie game for DK too. I mean, he had the drop, he had the fumble, he was four catches on eight targets. I just, you know, there was going to be these games where he felt like a, like a rookie. And And we couldn't afford this to be This was the one, this was one of the most that I felt like a rookie. Really bad drop by David Moore. Um, Jaron Brown also had a horrifically bad drop mm-hmm. in this game. And th- those things don't help the quarterback who's already struggling in the rain, right? You can't have guys dropping very catchable balls. So, like, th- it's it's frustrating from that perspective, too, is that, like, the receivers didn't do Russ any favors in this game. Yeah. Um, and there's guys – the thing, the other thing is, is there's guys on the other side of the the ball here where you can you could pick on them, right? Like, we talked about how, like, last time we faced Marcus Peters, we did pretty good against him. And, but it
1: has to be on deep
0: balls. And so then, if we're
1: not throwing deep balls, that's rough. And like Anthony Everett,
0: like they have these like mediocre, uh, and their linebackers can't cover good. They like kind of like ours, and we just didn't really feel like we ever found a matchup to like consistently go back to. The guy we targeted the most was Marlon Humphrey, and uh, he did five, you know, five receptions, four first downs, uh, hundred yards. I mean, just keep going after those guys, right? Like once you find that bad matchup, you just you just need to keep going to it. Um, you can't like keep going after Brandon Carr and get, you know, four receptions on eight targets for 30 yards. That's, I don't know. I feel like we, we don't adjust in game well enough to like figure out something. Whereas other teams, or we always
1: wait till the second half to do it.
0: Right. And the other teams, when they face us, it's like, okay, as soon as we see Kendrick's con in coverage, we're going to go straight to that guy and we're going to keep doing it until they take him off the field. Like that's what other teams do to us. And it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, any thoughts about the wide receivers before we move on to the defense? You,
2: you've covered it. Um, I would like to go back to the running game. and Go ahead. Uh, at some point, I thought it was a pretty ho-hum performance. Ho-hum is, I feel like, kind of being nice. I'm not going to put it all on Carson because I felt like he couldn't go up the middle. But this game, when it ended, I was grateful that I was done watching Chris Carson break it outside, run three game three yards back, just to get four yards forward for a one yard gain or a one yard loss.
1: It was like the Dallas game in that respect. It was
2: it was so frustrating to I watch. Mean, it. And we... I get it from his from his view. Like he had nowhere to go. He had to try and try and make a play. It was just uh, I would love to see Rashad
0: Penny do a play like that because I feel like that's the guy who would make I mean, that. We need a Dwayne Brown in this game. Let's be real. Like, Dwayne Brown would have, would have been an important piece that maybe could have held our pass blocking and run game together. Well, and, and then, then that just so kicks much Fant
1: out to a blocking option at tight end, which then alters the usage of Wilson. There's a domino effect right now that injuries are playing on our, on our team. It doesn't excuse the loss because it was also just some dirt terrible play and some bad coaching decisions, but the injuries aren't helping. It's reducing the margin of error.
0: Um, all right. All right. I'm gonna go defense now, you guys ready? Please. Alright, defense. Uh the defense gave up 17 points to a really dynamic offense, and I thought played a pretty good football game. Um, couple a couple highlights for me. Uh personally, uh Jadavian Clowney. I just like every time you watch and rewatch the game, if you just watch Clowney, it brings such joy to your heart. Dude, he um,
1: jumps off the film.
0: It's it's insane just the way he impacts every play. He's a total bowling ball. Uh, like, just wrecking everything, knocking people over, pushing people around. Takes, takes up a ton of space. To be honest, I expect the more he plays with Jaren and Puna and Al Woods, I think the more, like, dividends it's going to start to pay. I, we didn't get to see it in this game. I don't know, I don't know why exactly. But I think that that is actually, Also, we kind of need Ziggy Ansan and LJ Collier to get right. Because the other side of the the, the other end is not really doing much of anything right now. I thought Quentin Quentin Jefferson was playing good when we were playing him inside at the beginning of the season, but he did not play very good at right end in this game. I didn't see much from... Uh, Brandon Jackson or Rasheem Green in this one
1: I would go so far as to say I thought Rasheem Green Had a bad game I noticed a couple Of times him way out of position or getting Knocked down
0: he had not setting the edge too mm-hmm. Like there was a couple plays where we needed a guy To really set the edge and, and they were not able To do it and because what they were doing was They just run away from Clowney because they knew the other Guy wasn't setting the edge Yep. and it was very It was very frustrating uh, to, to watch um, Okay before we just get into Clowney good that's why I want to I want to say some good things. Clowney, good. Flowers, flowers good. and Shack, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both those guys are playing at a pretty decent level right now. Um, Shaq's great cover- year continues. They're both covering really well. I'm very impressed. I think like like we say, they're both between a one and a two right now, and that's good enough. I think I don't think cornerback is a dire position of need except for the obvious deficiency we have at nickel corner which Mm -hmm. is causing us to play stupid three linebackers so much which lets KJ get burned which lets Kendris get burned how many times how many times do you think linebackers were targeted in coverage in this game Eric take a guess 13 remember they only threw like 21 21 passes I know
1: know. uh let's see I gosh like Andrew's got like 10 of them so let's go with I think 13 is a really good guess. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the same. I thought of this. Oh, it was 10.
0: Okay, 10. Uh, KJ got targeted six times. Bobby got targeted three, and I mean we were. And then uh, of course uh, our boy Michael Kendricks got targeted once. Gave up a catch. Uh, Very good game game for Kendricks. Out by Andrews. Andrews dropped. Andrews dropped a pass uh, on on uh, on Bobby. That would have definitely been a first down. So uh, Bobby kind of got away with that one. Uh, it, it's, we're putting these guys in positions to fail and it's starting to really frustrate me. Uh, Bobby had a great beat? pass breakup in this game though. I just want to say he's a good pass coverage guy. Yeah. We just need to not ask him to do it every single play.
1: Uh, but we went away from the D line. I did want to give another shout out. Uh, Puna Ford, excellent in the ranking. Mm-hmm. Dude was just shutting people down and I thought KJ played the run really well. Which we he haven't had necessarily
0: seen. that. Eight tackles in this game. I'm pretty impressed with the with just the overall stat line there.
1: Yeah, he was. He had to come in and do a lot uh, to help stop the run. So there were a couple of times where he didn't quite close out the angles right, but he was asked to do everything right. And having him do so much work in coverage is kind of asking him to come from a bad positioning for certain run plays. And,
0: and he had two pass breakups in this game, but I mean, you don't want him to have to have two pass breakups, right? Like it's it's just a dumb a dumb thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair, okay. Had a missed tackle, had a run stop, a little bit of of, uh, of a mixed bag, but targeted three times, no catches, looked really good in coverage, good decision making. I think that there's Tedrick Thompson, we've said it on this podcast a lot, he is like replacement level safety. He does not kill you, but he does not help you. Um, Now it seems like he gives up one big play and makes one big play like every other week. Yep. Great great interception one week, gives up a big play this week. It's like Ryan Fitzpatrick at safety. There's like one good thing or one bad thing happens and then the rest of the game you don't notice him. Yep. Either way, I we can all agree that this guy's future is probably like solid backup and yeah. not and not starter. And so I just the the sooner we can get him to the the bench, the better. And I mean, we traded for a new uh, safety today. So okay, let's talk about the new guy, and then we'll come back a little bit more to this game. But I think this is a good time to bring it up because this guy's probably going to replace Tedrick, um, in, for a lot of snaps. And he's probably going to replay um, and he'll play alongside either Brad or Marquise or both, depending on the formation. Uh, so tell me what you know about Seattle's newest safety edition from the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm I'm Quandre, tra- Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs. I couldn't think of the first name. I couldn't <laughs> think of the last name, and then I was gonna say Stephon Diggs, and I was like, I did that in the pre-show, and now it's in my brain. Yep. Uh, Quandre That's Diggs. What me the- uh, is, is who a- Tyler Lockett tweeted is When you find out your best friend is coming to play on the same team as you. So apparently, maybe Quandre Diggs is also a virgin. I don't know. Uh,
1: (laughs) Full transparency. You might get the answer to your question from last week.
0: Uh, I was going to say
2: Quentin Diggs before, but yeah, Quandre Diggs, um, I guess you guys will go into splits and all that technical information. I'm going to give the new man's take because, let's be honest, a lot of the people that a lot of Seahawks fans don't know who this guy is. I would uh, fancy myself as a guy who watches a lot of other football, meaning other games from other NFL teams. I've watched a couple Lions games this year. I I didn't know who this guy was. Looking at some tape, he looks kind of like Lil Cam. Lil Cam Chancellor, he can play in the box a bit. He hits very, very hard. Uh, he hits like Cam, but he's smaller.
0: Um
1: at 5'9". Yeah, smaller. It's, uh,
0: He's tiny, dude. Yeah, it's hey man. We like, like tiny uh, safeties Ugo on Amati. this team. Size. Yes, he is like Ugo Amati. Yeah, I, Ugo I, can I, hit
1: hard.
2: Earl hit hard.
0: No, Earl was uh, not that tiny, but he was small. I was gonna say this, but Quandre Diggs is what they wanted Ugo Amadi to be this year. Uh, it's not, it's not there yet, obviously. But this is what they wanted: a guy who can play a little bit of nickel corner, a guy who can line up in the box, and a guy who can play free safety all at the same time. I don't I think, think
1: Quadra Diggs a free safety at all, though.
0: But he played free safety all of last year and was pretty effective. Like, had, like, 400 free safety snaps and did not get, like, killed. His pro football focus rating was almost 80. Okay, yeah. Like, he he was a decent—he's a decent to good free safety. But the thing is, I think, like, overall package, they're going to use him in all of those spots. Yeah, the, I
1: think really is the Lionel Hill replacement.
0: I think may maybe, but I think he's a little bit more than that. Because on first down, I think this is what might happen. What might you see? You might see Brad— Braden, and Quandre, and you don't know exactly where they're going to line up. Mm-hmm. One might be one might be in the box, and they, those guys are both pretty versatile. So one might be in the box. It's it allows us the versatility to kind of move them around a little bit, play a little tricky. Then on second or third down, when it's clear passing down, you see those two guys plus Tedrick or plus Marquise, plus Leno. You know, like those three guys on the field, and you take a linebacker off the field, and now we're in the the giant the giant nickel or whatever you want to call it, yeah, big nickel. It. Um, and and. One of those guys is going to be covering, uh, uh, probably Quandre Diggs because he's a really good nickel corner, uh, like prospect and or not prospect anymore. He's twenty six years old. Like he's been in the league for a little while. He, we know he can be a serviceable to good nickel corner, better definitely better than Jamar Taylor. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. So, so I think on and the other thing
1: is he's not a run game liability, which no. I think Jamar Taylor is. No, he's a hitter.
0: He gets downhill fast. Um, kind of Blair-esque in his ability to just like diagnose and then just destroy. Um, a little bit, and I like it. I think that, I think what they're going to do is they're going to, this guy's under contract for two years, and they're going to tell Amadi, like, watch him to be his shadow, <laughs> like, become this person, because this guy is, we want you to do all the things that this guy's doing. We want you to be able to play all the different safety positions. We want you to be able to to move over into the slot and be our slot guy. And then and then hopefully we have, like, kind of our succession plan for the next, like, three years in this position, and we can stop playing three linebackers on third down. Would you guys agree with uh the kind of the. Uh, I like of, that assessment.
2: Absolutely, uh, I think that this is, along with Taylor probably hitting the skids a little bit. I like to think that we're going to see a little more Marquise Blair and a lot less Tedrick Thompson, or at least a immoderate uh, uh, release of Tedrick's
0: duties. I
1: tend to agree that Tedrick's going to be have a more defined role.
0: Yeah, backup. I don't think he'll be on the field a lot unless someone gets hurt. Another another safety gets hurt. If Brad can't, if Brad starts to get hurt again, then yeah, return of Tedrick. I think Marquise kind of took his, uh, like, flexible spot in this game. I I think they think Blair's ready now. Well, because
1: also the other thing you have to remember is this uh, team has shown they're comfortable having Brad play free. Uh, So if you want Blair to be more in the box, then you have Brad play over the top. And like you said, uh, Quadri Diggs has shown that he can play over the top as well without being a liability in that position.
0: Um, all right, you want to hear some some tweets about Nino, uh, which is what his uh, nickname is. Uh, here we go. You ready? The um, people people that tweeted about Quandre Diggs coming to Seattle. Darius Slay, cornerback, Detroit Lions, tweeted this: is some bullshit right here. Carry <laughs> uh, um, on, Johnson. Well, this has been a tough day personally. My dog, I'ma miss the hell out of you. Uh, jamal adams said he was hyped and it's a hell of a look for him uh eric ebron said wow dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lisa- max harrison said wow with like 45 w's and said no way um lions these players are and, pretty pretty uh, uh, adrian phillips said q is about to go crazy so i mean all these x ex- all these current lions players herman moore the Lions' great wide receiver, like when they had like only two good offensive players for yep. like ten years. Yeah, uh, he said, Carlos I'm Scott as Michigan shocked passes. as everyone hearing about hearing about Quandre Diggs. I'll be waiting to hear more tomorrow. It's a tough blow for the locker room to lose such a respected leader. So I mean, like this guy's he was the wow. team captain. He's like he's like their guy, and I think he's coming in to play a role right away. There's not there's not going to be the Seahawks' defense is not super complex. We don't. We don't gotta like teach him a really complex. No, nope. Earl is, Thomas will tell you that he's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll tell you how complicated the other defense is. Yeah,
0: no, the the Baltimore Ravens defense is a hard it's defense. Actually, somewhere. very complex. Uh, so yeah, the. Well, I mean, because what did we ask Earl to do for it's the last like 10 years? Last 10 years, we asked Earl to go. We said, sing, play single high and diagnose the play. Yeah, sit like, 17 we, yards back and diagnose <laughs> the play. We, we didn't ask him to do like one thing for 10 years. So yeah, obviously doing literally anything else is probably pretty tricky. Uh, yeah, this is a real player. This is a real guy we got. That I think people might think like, oh, we traded a fifth rounder. This is a guy we brought in to like be insurance. No. This guy, he's making decent money. We have him under contract for this year and next year at I think like six million next year and four four million this year. This is the guy we brought in to to play a lot and to to be a contributor. This
1: is us shoring up our nickel situation, like you said, yeah. this which is, is what we wanted. begs we, a
0: question that only I care about: Why did the Lions make this move? I think the Lions think they're out of it. The Lions are behind the Vikings and the Packers, and uh, they, and the
1: NFC is crowded. The
0: NFC is tough this year. They're two, three, and one. It's just, it's just like, and they have a bunch of tough luck losses too. They're not even a bad football team, and a but, fifth
1: round pick is not a bad pick to have. Uh, honestly, that tie is what's screwing them right now. If that was a win instead of a tie, they they have a much clearer path to the play- playoffs. Yeah,
0: it's just, it's like, it's like pretty hard for them to make the playoffs. And they saw an opportunity to get something for a guy that maybe they uh, they thought, I don't know. Anyway, fifth round. Just, I, I'm not saying this guy is like the
2: second coming, like he's going to be amazing. But a fifth round seems. You said it was about the right value looking at all those tweets and some of the film i watched um and his versatility it tells me like i don't know it, it's, want, not, it's not Emmanuel a huge Sanders deal?
1: was a third and a fourth
0: this is true oh, want, but that's still two picks you want one more you want one more uh yeah Quint, you want one more thing uh, this guy's quentin jammer's brother yeah, that's pretty cool right
1: yeah uh, sure. all right
0: there you go there's there's the last uh, nino fact so, so we brought, expect him to be injured we brought oh no. Uh we brought in the safety don't to kind of to up shore up the problem which you we see in this jammer. We see in this game. The defense played pretty good except for a couple things. Uh they too much three linebackers. We don't have a real nickel corner and uh, Tedric missed a Tedrick is like, you know, bang average like the most average player I've ever watched. And so it's really I uh, kind of upgrading a bunch of different things all at once. It's solving a lot of problems. We no longer have to play three linebackers all the time. We can play a real nickel and we can play this guy on first down and get get Tedrick off the field. This is a
1: little bit like finding out Jamarco Jones is a functional offensive guard. It allows other things to slot in in a nice way.
0: Mm-hmm. And as long as we can get, you know, a couple of those defensive ends healthy, we can get Ansa and Collier right. I think that this defense has the ability to at least get to, like, the 14th, 13th best defense in the league by DVOA by the end of the year. And as right opposed now, to like... 22nd. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, as opposed to like we're blue 20s, 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 which is not a good look. We're in the 20s right now. Uh, okay. I want to move to a true bend, but don't I wanna, break. I want yeah. to talk about the... So we gave up some points in this game, but there was a couple plays that I think really swung the game. So let's talk about those specific plays. 3rd and 10. Uh, we're about to get off the field. Lamar Jackson drops back to pass. We run a blitz the blitzer almost gets home doesn't quite get there misses the tackle but still pushes
1: him back into other defenders where normally the play gets finished off
0: lamar jackson leaks out the other side because we don't set the edge gets like 25 yards and i think that play was one of the biggest plays of the game because that 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 drive if we get off the field right there we get the ball back that's huge instead they end up scoring a touchdown Uh, that's a really big really really big play that that um can't be underrated the other big really really big play um we kicked a 52-yard field goal in the driving rain on fourth down. And I think that it's – just it's so conservative. It's so conservative. And it's a classic, like, Pete Carroll learned the wrong lesson um, when he went for it against New Orleans and failed. He, like, the lesson he thought he learned was that I shouldn't go for it when the lesson was he should have learned was, like, I should call a better play here and make sure we get it. Yep. <laughs> Not, uh, you know, I should use a QB sneak. I should use a, a better play call. Like, it's just it just it's kind of mind blowing.
1: Well, then you he heard him after the game. Uh, going for it wasn't in his options. If he didn't kick the field goal, he was going to punt.
0: Stupid. P. Carroll sucks. It's uh. ju- it was. It's just. It's really bad decision <laughs> okay, Brett, making. P- and okay. then
1: the other one was a challenge. That challenge for PI that was that's just not a call that you're going to get. Pete's going to pee. The refs have it's shown so over done. and over again that that's not going to work that way. Yeah, that, that, that challenge, it. challenge
2: is He's bad. He's so stubborn
0: and he doesn't understand. It's like he wants to prove a point. The Seahawks had prove. 23 run stops in this game. Like yep. The defense played good enough to win. It's mistakes on offense and Pete Carroll's coaching. I mean, let's be honest. Do either of you guys feel like we didn't get totally outcoached in this game?
1: We got totally outcoached. Yeah.
0: Harbaugh's is just a better coach than Pete Carroll. Like, I also
1: think that... Uh, the defensive coordinator for uh, the Ravens, uh, Wink Martindale's adjustments in the second half, he got a lot more pressure on Russ. We allowed the Ravens to hang around in the first half when our offense was actually doing all right, and we just weren't closing out drives. And so in the second half, they made adjustments, they got way more pressure on Russ, and it completely upended our offense.
0: This frustrating. Just a frustrating game all, all around, and I, I just... We I, came out
1: ready to play the exact same so, game in the second half, and they came out ready to win.
0: So other than Quandre Digs, um, is there what are the lessons that you want the team to take away in this game? Like what what do you want Pete Carroll when he goes back and watches the tape or Tell the Truth Day? Like what what's the truth that Pete Carroll needs to hear right now? Um, do, you, do you do you have anything in mind, Eric? This is really
2: hard because I don't know if we have the pieces. We have injuries. We need a better offensive line. Someone who can set the right side on a consistent basis, and I want Dwayne Brown back.
0: Yeah,
1: obviously, This is
2: all for run game, for, for, I'm sorry, our run blocking as well as our pass blocking, which has been inconsistent. Uh, just so inconsistent on the line. I completely agree. We're missing a tight end who can block right now. We're missing Will Disley, straight up. That's what we're missing. I'm not worried about our passing game, our running game, or Russ. Our defense, our pass rushes... It's uh, it's inconsistent. That's a pretty under underhanded way of saying it. It isn't very good. Uh, I feel like it's clowny and a bunch of dudes. And I'm not trying to take away from Puna Ford and all woods, all these great guys we have there. But right now, if you're looking for star power and what
0: defenses are
2: traditionally known for, people remark.
1: And it's fair. I'm and not it,
2: expecting a lot from Jeremy Reed. I'll be Reed honest.
0: Bobby Wagner has been good this season, but he hasn't been like five star ten. He's not. You know what? He got a 99 on Madden this year and I'm going to be honest if I'm rating him right now, I'm not rating him 99. He is
2: not being put in the position to win and that's
0: it's, if if and you want to know too. It's not Bobby all Bobby, you're right. Yeah, right. what do
2: you what do you think like Pete Carroll needs to hear or needs to say? We're not playing to the best advantage to our team. Bobby's out of position. Cage is out of position. These are all coaching decisions. Uh, we can talk about our kicker missing what four or five kicks this year. He has not been put in a position to win outside of extra points. He's missed. He's missed two field goals that are, frankly are not his fault. He's not going to make that kick in the rain. If he did, I'd have been shocked. I thought it was a dumb move. We need the only way you win is you put yourself in a position to win, and through obviously playing three three linebackers all the time. Not having an offensive line on the right side ever, even when we're healthy. Uh, Jermaine Effetti, I'm looking at you. You're, I'm back. I'm coming for you. Uh, I, I don't feel That's like okay. this season's lost. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I don't feel like this season is lost, but now is the time where you really have to fix it. Because you called the Browns game. You said, if you know, if we lose this game, it's not a big deal. I feel like this this could be a trap game. We won that. We lost this game. But this was a home game. And frankly, I don't care how good... The the Ravens are playing this year. I still feel like this was definitely a winnable game. Giving up 17 points at home, uh, but with two huge turnovers. The, the going, you could go back and look at all the games that we should have maybe lost as one point. Uh, I still think we should have won that Saints game. This is where you need to fix it.
1: So real quick, I uh, I looked it up because I was curious. Myers has missed three field goals on the season. And two of them are 50 plus yarders. One of them was a 50 plus yarder in the driving ring. So as much as people might want to act like we have a kicking problem, I mean yep. he missed one in the forty to forty-nine. So he's one for two in forty to forty-nine and he's over two fifty plus. Yeah, you want him to be two for two, forty to forty-nine, but really, I mean, he, that might be the only forty to forty-nine he misses all season. It wouldn't be super surprising. Also, he went to Marist. He was a Marist Red Fox. Is
0: that supposed to be a disc? Because that's awesome. That's kind of awesome. I just just
1: didn't know that Marist had a football team. I knew they had a basketball team. I'm going to imagine they're in Ohio. That's interesting. Jason. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess if I'm I'm talking what I need them to pull away from this, uh, number one, we need more sophisticated protection schemes. We're pretty basic in our protections, and it's not getting the job done. Uh, Number two on offense is that we shouldn't ever, 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 ever count on Luke Wilson or Jacob Hollister to block somebody. And if you're doing that, then you're doing it wrong. So you need to utilize those weapons in the way that they're best used. I would much rather see him used as a safety valve to be able to do a quick dump pass than to ever try and block someone. On defense aside from not running out linebackers all the time, because it clearly didn't even stop the run, then the thing I want them to take away from this is we need a more sophisticated scheme up front to be able to get pressures. We are just having people run straight up. We're not doing very much in the way of stunts or anything like that. I just Honestly, I think that Norton's getting outcoached consistently on defense, and it's not helping. If Dan Quinn gets fired after we beat them, at, uh, this weekend, I would be all in favor of bringing him back. Quality just because control I coach,
0: think, a, assistant head coach for sure. It'd be like the most obvious thing to do Yep, just to fix the defense.
1: Because I think Norton just – Norton has zero innovation. We saw this in his run with Oakland as well. This is a guy who does nothing beyond the basics. He is a he's, – he's default settings defensive coordinator. He is the vanilla uh, – he is the pumpkin spice latte of – Defensive coordinators Basic
0: Fair analysis My message to Pete Is that It's 2019 And you need to really think about What a football team should look like in 2019 Because I think we have all the pieces To make a great modern football team And instead we look like we're celebrating NFL 100 by bringing back the offense and defense of a hundred years ago. And it's, it's, it's like really frustrating, starting to frustrate me like the way that in a modern NFL, you need to put more fast guys on the field to stop uh, all these, the way the teams spread out. And we have and, those players. You're also running quarterbacks, more fast guys on the field means we, it's easier to contain those running quarterbacks, you know, and like those, we just aren't doing that stuff because it's, I don't know. We're stubborn. We're really, we have really stubborn coaches and, uh, I don't know, we're in every game because of the way we control the ball, but but we're relying on Russell Wilson to just bail us out in every game, and it's I, it's just not sustainable. It's just not a sustainable way to go about your season, and um, I'm, wor- I'm worried. I'm a little worried, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm kind of hoping Pete Carroll's old and this is like his last contract extension, then he's ready to, to hand it off to someone, and I hope the succession plan is better than the Jim Morrow one.
1: Um, yeah, at least our front office is stronger.
0: Yeah, well, we still have Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. I mean, no, sorry, John Schneider. And John Schneider did. You know, people can say like, oh, he gave up a fifth round pick. But I mean, we got a fifth round pick in that in that uh, Vanette trade. So we we already we have a fifth round pick that's better than this first round, this fifth round pick because the Steelers aren't going to have a better pick than us.
1: So functionally, we traded Vanette for, oh. uh, Diggs, plus and, a seventh next and a year, pick, and, a pick, and we moved and, up
0: and a pick swap. Yep. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. When you put when you look at the whole set of pieces, this was a good deal.
0: Yeah, really good deal. Uh, I mean, I could use Nick Vanette right now. I'll be honest. I, sure, I mean, but we didn't know that injury was going to happen. We didn't know Disley was going to be. Dis, is Disley Mister Glass? Like this is two years in a row. Is a season ending injury. Man, man, we talked about this when we traded Vanette. I said mission, like though. I said something about hopefully
2: he stays healthy. And Kevin said he doesn't have a, a history of injury, but it's the pros and
0: this shit happens. All right. um... Let's uh let's let's go on to this week. The Seahawks get a hotlanta. get right game in hotlanta. I think that the you can really move the ball on Atlanta's offense. Our defense, I mean their defense is effing horrible. Uh the dan hopefully we can put the nail in Dan Quinn's coffin so he can come back as our assistant head coach. Uh, I really like the Seahawks in this game. Um Matt Ryan's good. Their offense is good. So it'll be interesting to see how our defense is able to slow them down.
1: If he plays. Right. Yes. If, if Schaub
0: plays, then I'm. Re- this is an e- easier win.
2: Schaub has a very, uh, very good track record against the Seahawks. As a Seahawks <laughs> fan. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about this one, or do you want to try to go to scores like this? Hey, I, Eric, th- you got some? There's nothing exciting about this game. I to got me. something
1: to say.
2: I mean, I'm I think I it. think we should talk a little bit about it. I, I'll let Kevin do deep analysis, but uh, how want is their deep? offensive you line? Wanted to do deep anal?
1: No. <laughs> Well, I could finish the D. After last week, I got something to say.
2: Sure. Uh can we talk a little bit about Atlanta's offensive line? Shoulder
1: deep in a
0: bowl. Sure. You, you want to talk about Atlanta's offensive line?
2: Can Go we can we uh destroy Matt
0: Ryan's? The right side to of live.
1: Atlanta's offensive They're, line is hot trash.
0: Their tackles are not good, especially not the, but their right side of the line is really bad. It's Seahawks legend James Carpenter and rookie right tackle Caleb McGarry. Who needs seasoning. Um, oh wait, no. James Carpenter plays left guard. Their right guard is uh is like a it's a revolving door. It's Jim and Brown and Wes Schweitzer. They've been trying different guys because they're both bad.
1: Yeah, because yeah. Lindstrom was supposed to be there. Basically, but he got
0: hurt. everyone but Alex Max is pretty bad, and Jake Matthews is is serviceable but can't block in the run game. Their run game has been really bad this year, Eric. Like, like yeah, I know that. Well, that's I'm going with that question. The I other know piece they're... of
1: it is that Ryan is really bad when blitzed and terrible under pressure. So the it, the name of the game is going to be getting pressure on him, and so this would be a great game for our defensive line to suddenly show life.
0: Yeah, they have a good backup running back, but he's hurt. But Ido Smith, like, not bad. He has 10— Smith got Carter He off. has 22 attempts, rushing attempts, for 10, and 10 first downs, which Also, is,
1: Freeman might be suspended because he threw a punch in the last game. Yeah, Ooh, Freeman.
0: Kevin. And Freeman call. is just, like, not—he's not been good this season anyway. They're they're in big trouble uh, in terms of, like, they're going to have to probably play Brian Hill for significant
1: amounts of snaps in this game. And Brian Hill, I don't know if you know this, not that good. Uh, the other thing is, outside of Deion Jones— uh, But he's
0: a Wyoming Cowboy. Can we
1: believe in him the same
0: way we believe in Josh Allen? Can we just will him into being good? I
1: would rather play Josh Allen at running back. Um, Deion Jones has been good in coverage. That's their only player who's really been good in coverage. Their cornerbacks have all been hot trash. So their right side of their offensive line has been terrible. Their defensive backs have been terrible.
0: They're pretty good in rush defense. We're playing in a dome. Because Grady Jarrett rules. That's why. And Deion Jones is good, too. Since we're
1: playing in a dome, that means we should be able to air it out. Because if it's raining inside of Atlanta's home stadium, then the game's canceled. So, I'm looking at a lot of deep throws from Russ. Confidence builder for the offense. And then, I think Clowney could go ham on this game.
0: I have a question for you guys. How did Grady Jarrett go in round five? Like... The NFL is weird because this guy is like, straight up like maybe the most versatile and talented interior defender in the entire NFL.
1: You nailed it. When a defensive player is versatile, that can be. T- Looked at in two ways in the draft, and you know this from doing draft yeah, analysis. They either go, "This guy's versatile; he can do everything," or "This guy's versatile." I lack creativity as a human being. I don't know what to do with him. Right.
0: I, he doesn't do anything uh like he's not a ten out of ten in anything. Okay. Well, good. He's an eight out of ten in both, and it translated to the NFL. Now he's the <laughs> best defensive inter- interior defensive lineman. Like. I would say, obviously, you take Aaron Donald first, but if you're just drafting, like, all defensive interior, I think Grady Jarrett is, like, a very... He's there with, like, Fletcher Cox or something. He's a very justifiable second pick, uh, Jarrell Casey. That's. My- <laughs> you know I go hard for Jarrell Casey, man. Low center of gravity, people mover. Okay. Love the uh, dwarf. Okay. Um, the, uh, the rest of these guys, uh, they
1: yeah, they have good... I like to call them Puna Ford. They're East. actually
0: good against the run, so, like, I like to see us using, uh, you know, the run to set up the pass, play action, beat these guys deep. Um... Desmond Trufant has been uh pretty not good. Also, uh, their
1: corners are not that big. And so I don't see anybody on their roster. I mean, uh, sorry. Their you, quarter, their corners it, are either not that big or not that fast. Des- they don't have a big fast corner because they have a big corner.
0: Desmond Trufant has been targeted 19 times this year. How many touchdowns do you think he's given up? On 19, 19 targets.
1: Three.
0: F- eight f- five. Ooh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> he does have two picks to make up for it, but that is uh That's not good. Certainly something. He also has two missed tackles. Uh, okay, wait. On only being targeted nineteen 10
1: I think DK is going to abuse them, and I think Tyler should be open all day. This should be a deep ball fest. A lot of ten plus and twenty plus throws. Yeah. So with that in mind, I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring game. I'm going to go with Seahawks, thirty five, Atlanta twenty four.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna go thirties too. I was gonna go like 30, 31 to to twenty eight. I think it's gonna be close. Atlanta can keep it. I think Atlanta might be able to keep it close, just but their offense, but their defense will let them down in the end.
1: And I'm gonna keep the 35, but just drop the 24 down if it's Shab.
0: Oh yeah, if Shab's playing, I'll drop mine. I would drop mine too. Like I'm 35, su- 13. I would. I would assume <laughs> Ryan's going to play, but yes, you're right. If if he doesn't play, it's good. I actually would drop our score down too because this, yeah, you don't need to. the Seahawks do this dumb thing where they never put anyone away. It's yeah. it's really annoying. Uh, uh-huh. All right, Eric.
2: Um. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with confidence because I still believe in this team. I still believe uh I might be the only guy in the room, but I still believe P. Carroll is is a guy who can
0: come up with some good schemes. 34, 23 Seahawks. Alright, so uh, that's it for that. There's uh, there was one more thing I wanted to do before we head to the money zone, and that's I want you guys to imagine a perfect world. A world in which the Seahawks can have a great trade. Okay, don't think about the draft capital. Um, I'm actually going to ask you those questions uh, after you tell me. Um, but so the Seahawks can trade for one guy, I want you to think about a guy on a losing team, a guy the Seahawks actually have a chance to get. I'm going to tell you what it takes to get them. And you're going to tell me if you'd take it. All right. So tell me your guy, Eric. Who's your, who's your first oh, guy? Oh man, why do I have to go first? Well, okay, Kevin. Tell me a guy. Who's the guy you want?
1: <laughs> oh man, why do I have to go first? Uh, a- <laughs> um,
0: I need a name of a guy. I can't just you say this guy. Two
1: guys. I'll give you the first one, and I'll do one after Eric does okay, one. Well, okay. So two. Go, go the first one. All right. So the one that's easy to do. I'm going to go with OJ Howard. Okay.
0: OJ Howard. You have to give up the Seahawks second round pick. Are you in or out? I'm Out. All right, Eric. OJ Howard, Seahawks second round pick. Are you in or out? How many second round picks do we have? Uh, I think we have two.
1: We have two and a half years left on OJ Howard. How good do I think OJ Howard? He's a good blocker. Uh, he's pretty similar to Disley. You know what? Yes. God, I think I actually do do that trade. Yeah, I'm hard in the, on too. The 32nd pick in round two is not that yeah, much. That's not up.
0: good. We're Super Bowl champs, so obviously it's going to be 32. Uh, if they take if they if it requires a one to get him, I think you have to pass. But no.
1: It's, but it's a. Uh, I, w- I would probably do a two, especially if I can get like give him a two and get like a five back or a four back.
0: All right. Uh, Eric, do you got, you got one now?
2: I was just going to say, I want a right tackle. You yeah, want I, a right... Okay. okay, so Trent Williams. So here's the you thing. want Trent, Trent Williams. Trent Williams is not getting traded. We already know that. That's but,
0: why I was looking for someone else. No, let's say it's Trent Williams, though. Okay. To get Trent Williams, it takes two firsts. No, absolutely not. I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to take yeah uh, i'm pretty sure they would just still
1: that. say no because they're dumb but what did, would you do two also, firsts they, for want, Trent Williams? they don't no. want
2: no and they don't want two second round picks because ideally that's what we'll be giving them get it
0: uh yeah <laughs> i um two seconds i think i would do one first i think i would do two firsts i don't think i can justify it but i think that's the cost i think that's everything you said correct um okay uh i'll give All you right, i'll give you my other guy yeah, give me your other guy and then i'll give All you guys right. some, some some ones that i have on, on tennessee
1: titans cornerback logan ryan as our uh new nickel oh
0: the cost the cost of logan ryan uh, it's probably like a first in a second it's high logan ryan's good God, um, i know logan okay, ryan. what about uh <laughs> no you know i'm right what
1: about uh jordan lewis on dallas their slot corner
0: yeah but Darren dallas isn't trading uh they're in the race they're they're just gonna hold on to guys really for the know. depth. Is there anyone they for the Bengals? They're, they're four and three and they're first in the division. Like that division sucks. Um here, you you want a slot corner, Kevin? Chris Harris Junior. Okay for a first round pick. Yep. You do that? Yeah. Eric? No. Why not? Why? What's what's uh, what's the what's the holdup with you for Chris Hairston?
2: Because our first round pick will be turned into a second and what the third. What if it's Eddie? <laughs> <Jackson>. <laughs> and I just feel like we can get a corner at that time. We've we've kind of ignored that position. A, what if it's Eddie Jackson?
1: Actually, stuff. honestly, they have like
0: four slot corners. Honestly, I want done. Garyon
1: Conley for the deal that they already made for Garyon uh, Conley. Yeah, I wish I had a time. I'd have given that third for Garyon Conley. That was not my favorite thing. I don't to understand find what
0: out. Oakland did there. Okay, here another one. Uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, but I don't think they're going to trade him because no, the, the they he, he seems like Mister Jet. Yep. So uh, I guess I just let that one go. Um, but he's been really supportive. But of, I give of a first Jets. and a second. I give a first and a second also. Jamal Adams is very talented. Yes. Uh, very talented. Uh and, and as much as any everyone in Seahawks Twitter wanted Minka Fitzpatrick, you should want Jamal Adams about fifty thousand times more. Uh, he's that. He's that good. He's real good. He's That's true. So good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. Uh, any other trades that, uh, that that people are thinking about? I think that's that's basically it, right? Unless
1: Unless there's a D-end out there to trade for. But, I mean, pass rush has been I really, pretty thin. How do we even
0: trade for a D-end at this point? We have Shaq sh- Barrett? Dude, is Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel. No, they're not trading Shaq Barrett. I know. <laughs> they are not doing <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, four firsts. Like the, the price is so high for Shaq Barrett. I,
1: I'm aware. I'm just saying. Like, it's Kale- Tell Kale- me Kale- a losing Mac. team that has a good uh, end.
0: Oh, okay. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, Dunlap. Cincinnati. We can get Carlos Dunlap, or who's there? In, well, we don't need an interior guy. Carlos Dunlap. Carlos
1: Dunlap uh is old. Second, so it's and probably, expensive, a, second. probably so a second. Probably a second or third. or third. Would you do a third for Dunlap? I probably wouldn't I don't feel because his injury track record is not great either I kind of
0: I kind of feel, like, feel like I just need can we make
1: a chimera out of him and Ziggy Ansah? right exactly <laughs> we need to turn him into like Megatron or let's something let's just salvage the best pieces of each and put I it I on do, the field
0: I think I would do a 4 3rd is a 3rd is a it's a huge risk that's pushing your chips really in the middle I agree on this season and I
1: feel like we could be just as good if not better next season so I don't want to push my chips that far in No, like, we'll be we're better. not losing much we're definitely on the upswing
0: right we, and we have so many guys coming in if we can like resign clowny and then just keep everyone else man and that's draft. such
2: a that's such a loaded question because we all want him, but we don't know if that's possible we'd have that's like such a deep dive for another
0: day yeah. They yeah, that's, a, that's a great
1: offseason topic they didn't
0: uh, They they haven't really made it clear all right uh, if you want to support the Seahawks Nest podcast, there are many ways to do so. The best way to do so, head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest for as little as twenty-four a month. You can support the podcast. Get access to our uh, special picks podcast where I do a lot of really bad Chris Berman impressions. Also, uh, you can message us and get the access to the uh, group chat where uh, we're that's, popping That's our, the our money day maker day. right there. Uh, we talk all the time. Uh, all the time. James, Tom, <laughs> Lucas, Kerry, Richard, Bob, Kieran, Brett, Mike, David, Flockton, Keith, who is winning the picks pool, by the way, Mi- Michelle, Brian, Frank, Nick, you guys all crush it every week. We bring joy to my heart. And, uh, yeah, thank you for supporting the Seahawks podcast. Um, I've said um a lot this podcast like way more than usual and it's starting to really bug me I, I think we're all generally
1: it. tired is what it is yeah
0: I've had a long, a long uh, my son woke up at 4.30am today played with me and then this is the best part so I anyway, went plays with me makes me take him in the shower with me he's one by the way like one and a half he's like one. makes me taking the shower with him playing with me he's, he's having a good day then when i go to leave lays down in bed and goes back to sleep i was like dude that's tight that's a
1: smart kid what a, right what there. A, what a <laughs> next leveled you there
0: Jeez, what a, uh boss baby's probably about my son it's probably a biopic <laughs> about my kid <laughs> Uh all right, Baby Odestin. Speaking of Boss Baby, we're going to talk about the best animated movies of the 2010s. <laughs> Did you like that transition? Wow, oh,
1: that transition was so he thought, delicious. he thought of that on his
0: commute to work uh, this morning right. while he was half awake. Oh, so Oh, I hate you. So 2000 we're so we're making our best of lists. Uh last week we hit up best of sci-fi. This week we're doing best of animated.
1: By the way, some controversy around whether or not Mad Max is sci-fi. Allow me to settle that controversy. It's sci-fi. It is. It's sci-fi. Anyway,
2: who who, who said it wasn't?
0: Uh
1: People.
2: People it takes place in the future. It's just like,
0: still. It's that, on a spaceship. Did you put it on Discord or something, and like people. Yeah. Oh, oh. Those people are idiots. What other? What genre is it? In action, then? Like just straight. That action? was the
1: straight comment, and I feel like that is a disservice to the genre.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not putting it in the same category as something like The Raid. Like that just doesn't. How do you compare those? <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. No, I don't think that those are the same. All Film right. versus movie. So we're gonna do this like we did last week. We're all gonna bring a couple movies to the table. Uh, we're all gonna kind of pitch those movies uh, this week to save time. Last week, that I think it was way too long. Uh, maybe people liked it, but we're just gonna only bring movies that we think, and then we're just gonna on-roll mention movies that we think should be out. So unless, so what I want you to do is bring your real stuff to the table, and then honorable mention like four or five movies just rapid fire, and then that we can limit those. If someone says an honorable mention that you want to go for. Call them out right away. All right, Kevin. Start us off. What are your What are your What are your heavy hitters? What are your movies that you feel like you need need to be in your uh, top five?
1: As the person with the longest list going first, I okay. don't think it's very cool. Eric. <laughs> I'll go. I what
0: thought you had the shortest list because I tried to condense this. I tried
2: to keep mostly Pixar out of it as much as I could. Uh, Ooh, why did you try to keep Pixar out of it? Because just one, I knew I already knew just we his
1: top five Pixar list.
2: It's really yeah, pretty much. It's really easy to pick Pixar because let's face it, they're kind of the leader in animation movies. Uh, there's so many good movies out there that you really kind of had to grab that cream off the top. So here we go. Uh, I'm just going with my top. F- I'm going to go top six. Okay? okay, so you have six movies that you feel like are worthy of consideration for top it's, five. It's top four and then two movies that I just had to go with. Okay, so we have Coco. Coco. We all love Coco.
1: I'm glad you got Pixar off.
2: But Sp- that's you liked it. <laughs> Great start. Yeah, I thought it's uh, you know it's called a callback uh, into the Spider Verse, which is. Honestly, it's flip a coin between that and Coco. I, I say Into the Spider-Verse is probably my favorite film of the last 10 years, animated. But at the same time, like, how can you not put Coco at the top? Um, I'm going to put Tin Tin up there. I know this room really loves Tin Tin.
1: That's a very underrated flick. I
2: really thought about this. That was uh, in my honorable mention. Uh, as we left last, last week, this is just a full adult movie that just happens to be animated
0: uh, it's very deep. It's got a lot of layers. It's very good. It's a, like a straight up like awesome adventure movie. It's like Yes. Hey, you know you know did you guys see Indiana Jones and the Crystal in the Crystal Skull? I did do, not. Do you know the what the real best Indiana Jones movie was? It's, <laughs> it's, the, 2010s, it's the Adventures yeah. of Tintin. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Skull sucks. Tintin rules. It's like the great Indiana Jones movie. Very
2: yeah. true. Um so now I have uh two that I'm not really sure how you guys are going to feel. It's a movie you can find on Netflix, April and the Extraordinary World. I don't know. Oh, I don't think anyone pick. has seen that movie. Uh, have you seen it, Kevin? Uh, I'm aware of it. It's it's deep. It's got layers. It takes place in a uh, a futuristic looking past. It's it's a lot of what I like in a movie. I can't really explain it without giving too much away. Uh, <laughs> Legends of, Gar- of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahoole. That movie was something I did not want to see. I watched it. I supremely enjoyed it. I brought it to the list because no one will have that on their list, and I think it needs to be brought up. And then, of course, Kubo
0: and the however many strings. Two, all two of them.
1: Yeah. All right. Both strings. Uh, you
0: all right. can
2: argue though if you watch the movie that there's three strings.
0: Okay, so the movies that I think like definitely merit worthy of inclusion. I had to include Spider Verse and Coco as well. Um, I think Toy Story three. It's I I think it's the best Toy Story um it's got a very like heartfelt message about growing up moving on and what it means to to kind of switch between phases of your life and also to give something to someone else you know i just think that there's like a really neat um story thread going on here uh i really like so those and then um inside out i think is a really really like top tier pixar movie really entertaining and fun i don't think it's gonna end up making this list because i know eric doesn't like it very much but uh, I agree with you on Tintin. I felt like I had to include an anime movie. Um, I was between a couple. Uh, Your Name is really good, but I think that I would have to go with The Wind Rises. So I'm going to pick The Wind Rises as the anime movie that I'm going to nominate because I like Miyazaki probably too much. Um, I don't know if I think I'll ever need to uh, to to watch this again. Um, like, But the the thing I like about Miyazaki films just in general is they have this like sense of emotion and like i don't know any other way to put it like there's a lot
1: of gravitas in feeling there's like
0: feelings you you get into the feels you know in, in these movies and I, this one is no different than any of the other miyazaki films uh really really top notch um i don't think there's anything else i need to mention of yeah there is anime what did i forget something that i definitely like that oh definitely tangled like. yep i love tangled tangled <laughs> is an awesome movie uh if you don't like tangled Go listen to a different podcast. This is my movie dog. Uh, it's it's like the, it's the like if I'm gonna pick like a princess movie, um, I think a lot of people would be like, well, Frozen was the biggest princess movie of this decade, and I would be like, Tangled is a thousand times better than Frozen. I would agree. Freaking Brave is better than Frozen. Don't
1: at me. I don't Ooh. think Brave is a terrible movie. Uh, I only I only Frozen is a terrible movie, but it gets way too much hype.
0: Um, other movies that I liked that I think are worth. Uh, mentioning, I would agree with Tintin. Tintin is a solid flick. Uh, Kubo, also solid. Um, Big Hero 6 is a solid. And um, I would say uh, Despicable Me, the first one. Uh, I've never saw the sequels, so I can't even rate them at all. But uh, that's, a, are, that's a That's It's solid diminishing
1: movie. returns, as you'd expect. All right. Um, Kevin... <sighs> All right, so uh, Coco and Spider-Verse, also in mind. I think those are the two that we can just pencil in as locks for the top five, and we probably knew that coming in.
0: We probably knew that they were going to be one and two. I mean, let's be honest. Those yep. are probably one and two. So, we, we, so gonna, we'll figure that out in a minute.
1: The other movie that is a top three lock for me that I put in a level above is Your Name. I think Your Name is just a, a very, very well-done movie. That is a movie that sucker punches me right in the feels. Um, there's an element of the way that they create a sense of helplessness mm-hmm. um and the way they convey that emotion like it might have something to do with what was going on in my life uh if you've ever had like a loved one that was um like sick in the hospital or something like that and you felt like you couldn't help
0: but how do you feel that it's like a freaky friday freaky <laughs> i don't care
1: I I'm fine with it being a freaky friday movie <laughs> Doesn't bother me at all because
0: so, so I was between your name and and Wind Rises. Like I think those movies are both really good, and I I ended up just like going with Wind Rises because I just like, Miyaz- Miyazaki. I like Miyazaki, and too. I th- I think the story is just a little bit. They're both really good, and I, the
1: reason why. So I haven't seen Wind Rises, so my Miyazaki in here Secret World of Arrietty or Arrietty, which I think is um, another really good movie. It is the Borrowers it doesn't claim to not be the borrowers as a matter of fact it does claim to be the borrowers but that's another one where it conveys a feeling it's beautiful it's a visually very pretty movie i
0: think that you would really like the wind rises i too. think i
1: would like the wind rises a lot too it's just it hasn't been easy to get my hands off
0: dude it's got like banger like english the thing i like about miyazaki films too is it's the english, dubs are always the english like, voice actors it. are always so good so like and I want, maybe that's why I like The Wind Rises better because the English voice acting talent in this movie, you ready? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Martin Short, Stanley Tucci, William H. Maisie, Werner, Werner Herzog. What? Oh. Yeah, dude. As I stare into the darkness of the void, <laughs> I, I look deep into my soul and I ask, why are we here? What is this pain? So he wrote his own dialogue. Huh? No, I, he doesn't say that.
1: I just—he says that in every movie. That's what I just—that's
0: that? what I just imagine. Like Werner Herzog just sits around. Like if you're hanging out with Werner Herzog, have you ever heard Paul F. Tompkins as Werner Herzog reviewing a Trader Joe's? Yes, that's
1: no. so funny.
0: Oh man, it's so good. He's like, as you walk through the aisles, moving, <laughs> crushing into each other's bodies. You know, it's like—it's like so, <laughs> uh-huh. right. so funny. And they're uh, real reviews too. He posted them on Yelp.
1: Uh, Other movies that are in consideration, I think Lego Movie deserves a tip of the hat. I think that's a very well-done movie that I had zero expectations for, and it uh, created expectations. And then Song of the Sea, um, which is from the people who did Secret of Kells, which is the one people know a little better. Uh, Song of the Sea is another visually very pretty movie. It has a lot of uh, song in it, and uh, it tells a pretty cool Celtic story. I like that movie a lot. Um, um, hey, wait, and I feel like we need to mention Moana Zootopia. And I don't, you don't give a rip about uh, how to train your dragon, but the first movie is pretty good. Those are honorable mentions for me. So,
0: um, let me just take this. Werner Herzog is also in Penguins of Madagascar. I just wanted to mention this because it's funny to me. <laughs> wow. But that movie, um, it has like one of my favorite, um, like uh letterbox reviews ever it just says this is like minions except not terrible which is a perfect way to describe <laughs> penguins because <my> <laughs> it really is like minions but just like a three out of five instead of a one out of five so, maybe a two and a half it's not even a three maybe a i two.
1: have a suggestion for how we do this one uh i think coco and spider verse we just put in one two. all right
0: okay but let's figure it out okay coco eric coco or spider verse which one do you want number one Spider Verse. See, I'm on Coco. So, Team Coco. Okay, so I think we're going Coco one. Then and, and I, I'm and I'm I explain be why about that. Can I explain why I like Coco for number yes. one? Uh, Coco number one for me just because it's a much more um, emotionally affecting film. Uh, I spider verse it warms my heart it's really good it may i there's like a feeling of real excitement and heroism very stuff. fun but like i think the emotional message of coco um with about like respecting your elders and staying in touch with your grandparents and like it's just like i don't know i feel like it's a like a deeper it's a little deeper message for I me i feel like
2: um, i know we we don't want to go too far coco is family where i feel spider verse is more the people around you and as coming opposed of, to internally and coming of age like
0: and maybe I don't know. And that's like, what that's
2: what connected with me more. I liked the um, the depression aspects that it addressed, and uh, relying on your friends, someone like me who doesn't really have a family. I loved Coco, but I couldn't relate in that way. That's fair. But I'm fine with whichever order you choose. They're both fantastic films.
1: So we're looking at okay. So your no, name, at... Song of the Sea, Toy Story Three, uh, Wind Rises, Inside Out, Wind Rises, Tintin. Secret of Arrieta, and Tintin probably.
0: Tangled, unless someone wants to go for Tangled. You guys in for Tangled?
1: No. Not for me. Not God. for top five. It. It's fringe. I like it a lot, I was but really I think gonna, it's honorable bench. I was really
0: going to go hard for Tangled just to like mess with our listeners. Like I was going to be like, guys, I just want to tell you why Tangled is the best movie. The song Slap. It's really good. It's got Shazam in it. Uh, Mandy Moore is the female lead. <laughs> I love the, how also, you said we weren't going to spend a bunch want, of time like, on this. The song Slap. Hey, I
2: have, a, I, I have a suggestion. I want both of you to name your next two movies okay and i feel like we can get one from there at least toy story
1: 3 and the wind rises
0: uh damn it nate maybe i should have said inside out no you know what toy story 3 and the wind rises
1: uh your name and inside out
0: wow so your name and wind rises seem like your anime picks right yeah, but I don't. I don't want to like shoulder, cold shoulder Tintin. I don't think we should have two anime movies in this list. And Why? Because I think like I think a, there should we have we should have two of these two movies a second Pixar movie either Toy Story three or Inside Out because I think they're both really deserving and they're both really great films and then I think that we go one anime movie and then like a like a Tintin I think Tintin is like really deserving of a spot here. I would love Tintin, Tintin to be on this list. Tintin, but I would like say a, like your name top and... adve- top tier adventure movie.
1: Your name versus like the Studio Ghibli movies are completely different. Like I realize that they're anime movies, but the, okay. So should we only have one American studio movie? I mean, they're very different movies that are done very different ways.
0: Right, but I mean, like they're and they're both really close for me. So like I wish you had seen both of them, so I could like better. I think you would like maybe
1: a more interesting debate. Right. It's yeah. like
0: it's like really hard for me to argue against you without you without either spoiling the movie or. Or, uh, you know what I mean? Yes. So I, and I don't want to do either of those things, because I do think you'll enjoy this one. I will
1: see it. It's on my watch list, and it's high uh, up there. I just haven't had a chance.
0: Uh, it's hard to argue, but I just like it slightly better. I just think it's, like, it's very close. And I think it's American voice acting is the biggest thing that makes a difference. It's, like, I like the English voice cast in Wind Rises a lot, and I don't want to read. And I had, and when I watched your name, I had to read.
1: You definitely have to read.
0: Because... <laughs> And I don't know if the Japanese voice actors are good. That's one thing that always weirds me out about. They are, though. I don't know, though. Because I don't speak Japanese. So how can I know how good they are?
1: Tone? Like, like conveyance it's of emotion? Like, I feel like
0: with, when when I see it with, uh, like, with humans... I get it, but like when I see it with that, I just like, I don't know, something about it, like there's like a disconnect for me when it's animated and in a foreign language. I
1: see how you would feel that way, and I don't agree with you. I just like, I just (laughs) never know.
0: (laughs) People are like, people will say stuff like this. Like someone will tell me, like, oh, I watched Cowboy Bebop with the subtitles on. And then I, I, the, the voice actor for Jet annoyed me and i'm like i didn't notice because i never know (laughs) i don't know i don't (laughs) know what too busy reading my ears were closed what are japanese voice actors supposed to sound like (laughs) i have no idea um i don't speak japanese i don't know for me that's like a a weird thing um but i agree
2: with you i would love Tintin on this list toy story 3 is not on my top five but it's it's an excellent film i
1: love it
0: toy story 3 or inside out between the three of us
1: I would take inside out, but I really respect the Toy Story three pick. Eric, would be fine with Eric it. would be Toy Story three. Yeah, absolutely. I think
0: I would be Toy Story three too. And I, another thing too is, as I've seen Toy Story three like a hundred times because my son's favorite movies are Toy Story. Like he, it's the one thing he asks for to watch on the TV when it's his TV time. So um, I've seen it um, a lot, and I still enjoy it. It's still a very enjoyable movie. When they reset Buzz to Spanish mode, it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> it's good, dude. It's fun. Uh, okay, so let's go. Let's go. Um, Spider Man, Incredibles two uh anime movie to be determined toy story 3 tintin are we are we okay with that you just said incredibles you said 2 incredibles huh incredibles 2 wait wait wow no no you, spider-man you in, Sorry, you did, did they reset you in spanish spider-man
1: coco spider-verse <laughs> Spider-Man. Toy, toy story, story 3, three. Oh, no
0: anime movie to be named later because i think that movie is probably the next best one then toy story 3 then tintin i'm happy with that list okay
1: i can live with that how about this
0: kevin you watch the wind rises this week and you make the decision next week which one's better are you, good? Are you good with that? I'll let you decide because I think that's I think that they're they're really equal, and I want you to decide. Like I, I want it to be an educated decision. Does that make sense?
1: Deal. Though I really no wait wait this is a bad week the for the idea you. of Tintin. two
0: two weeks from now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really like the. the I, I really dislike the idea of Tintin getting in over either of those movies, so I will do this under protest.
0: Uh, well, how about this? We can push Tintin if you think they're both like way better than Tintin. I would agree to that. You okay, okay. with that, Eric? That means I got to watch both of those movies. Okay. Well, well, okay. I so, own your name, so okay. that's not that hard to yeah, do. Yeah, I was gonna say we these movies are easy to find. Uh, we ha- I have a nefarious ways of, of getting you these movies, Eric. Okay. All right. So next week we're gonna finish this argument because I think that there's a little bit of group viewing that needs to go on. So it's a, so we're we're saying that two we have two spots for three movies. Yep. Your name, The Wind Rises and the adventures of Tintin and then the solid ends we all agree Spider-Man Coco and then Toy Story 3 yep alright we're good yep, yep. alright sweet so for uh, oh yeah and if listeners if you have want to swake one of our opinions go ahead and send us a message alright for Kevin Garber for Eric we'll see you next week Gohawks. go Hawks
1: to